And welcome to Icon Underground Radio. This is Jen. I'm Alex. And David. For the week of February the 17th, that's the Wednesday this week, later in the show, we will have a special guest, Ant, from tfu.info, uh, who is at Toy Fair this weekend. Uh, and he will be answering some questions and giving us some hands-on information. But first, uh, we have some pre-Toy Fair uh, news to uh, discuss. All right, so uh, the pre-Toy Fair news, there, there wasn't a whole lot. Apparently, according to uh, the guys over at RFC, the person who has been leaking pictures was actually like leaking stuff half an hour before the Hasbro panel. <laughs> gotta get rid of this stuff before it's worthless. I don't bother. It, it, yeah, because even though over the past few days there was like, the, we're recording on on the Saturday of Toy Fair, and the, we finally got pictures of like Astro Train and Hardhead and Scourge like a few days ago, like yeah. full color pictures. Not not the weird grayscale leaker dude who we're all ignoring now. You hear that leaker dude? Shunned. You are shunned. Yeah, Jen. Did your headphones die again? Oh, actually, I muted myself to cough, and then I forgot to unmute myself. I apparently need more coffee tonight. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, a lot of that stuff was released through this Hasbro Pulse uh, thing, which is apparently some new news initiative of theirs. Yeah, well, they've been doing it for a while. We just keep forgetting to check it because the updates are so infrequent. <laughs> they, they update in a Pulse-like fashion. Yeah. It's just update and then nothing. And apparently then all the fan votes are going to go through that website from now on because apparently they care more about getting people onto Hasbro Pulse than they do about getting people onto the Transformers app. So, okay. shrug. Um, yeah, the Transformers app was kind of interesting. It's, no, I, I no. respectfully disagree. There's nothing interesting about it. <laughs> well, that's good because I never had a smartphone good enough to actually use it. Yeah, I just upgraded from my old Nexus 4, and, I mean, it it wasn't that the Nexus 4 couldn't run it, it was just, the whole thing seemed kind of over, it, it was just really loud and overdone. It was overcooked. <laughs> it's just, there was just way too much to it to even bother with. So, yeah, uh, but I, I found it amusing that in the, the little press release about it, and this is nothing against the artist who did that art, uh, but it referred to the art as dynamic, which is pretty much exactly the last word I would use to describe it, because it was literally just straight-on shots of these characters standing there. Yeah, it's yeah, they're dynamic in 3D lighting. modeling T-poses. Yeah, and, and that's, I mean, like I said, there's definitely, you know, a... There, there are good things to be said about that kind of art, but dynamic isn't one of them. Hmm. No, it, it, uh, it's very much like, it kind of looks like most of the art has just been flipped, like you only had to draw half a robot. That's, I mean, that could be it, but but yeah, apparently... He is doing a bit of different lighting on left side versus right side. Oh yeah, the lighting's really nice, but the, the line work is mostly flipped. Yeah, I can see him doing that. Well, you know, if, if they're making them symmetrical, there you go. Uh, additionally, we have information about a new game, a mobile game, another new exciting free-to-play mobile game initiative. 
apparently it's been beta for a while. There are some impressions from people who have played the beta on Android online. Turns out it's a Transformer skin for games like uh, Clash of Clans, Game of War, microtransaction social battle game where you're ex- encouraged to spend more and more money to keep yourself safe and to attack your opponents. Mm. Yay! Yeah, my least favorite <laughs> game yeah. genre. I've seen the phrase attached to it that traditional games are for Christmas, free-to-play games are forever. Yeah. That's... As far as revenue, that seems to be the intent, but... That's yeah. just a really weird statement. Like th- that's something you would say in house, but saying that to the public seems weird. Shades of Stephanie McMahon talking about how the future of marketing is philanthropy. <laughs> it, it, it's a little much to, to how the pudding is made. Yeah. So that exists. It'll be free to play. I'm sure it'll encourage you to spend money on it. So in a few months, you'll probably be able to check that out for yourselves. The graphics look good, and the trailer actually looks really nice. It had me sitting there thinking to myself, gosh, this would have been mind-blowing 30 years ago, 20 years ago, 10 years ago. And Any it still looks really cool, but G1 is heck. And like, yeah. Visually, it's still I'd still say it's really cool, but like I was more reflecting on, wow, just how much the medium of computer graphics has advanced in yeah. that time. Well, also, it's, it's really Combiner Wars, because, like, there's a weird model of Ironhide that's just, like, uh, first aid flipped around, which seemed weird. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, the the card game that they had looked like it had some interesting art, but, yeah, that also got to that, it's it's just not a great game model. Yeah, it, it's not a game model we exactly want to play much. Yeah. Maybe a little. So, uh, the, the other <laughs> weird, weird news that seems to be for a very specific market of which I am not sure I am part is that uh, there's going to be an album. It, it's amazing. It, it, it feels too late and yet I still want it. It's, I mean, I'm admittedly in my old age, I'm sort of, leaning more towards the indie folk side of hipsterism, but it's a bunch of bands that I've never heard of and Bush, who I was pretty sure broke up ten years ago. Yeah, I I think I'd heard of Bush. I haven't heard of any of these other people, but then I haven't actually listened to the radio since 1999, so I don't know anything about music. I do listen to the radio, though. Like I said, in in my old age, uh, actually, my my favorite station is this uh, weirdly public radio alt rock station out of rural Virginia. Uh, well, like college Virginia, uh, as opposed to northern Virginia, uh, and they they do tend to verge a little more towards the the indie folk side of things. But yeah, this is okay. The the bands, the track list. Features the bands featured are Mount Holly, Bush, Crash Kings, Mew, El Rey, uh, which is E L L E R A E, and I was almost excited for a second and I realized it wasn't El King, who is actually pretty good. Uh, Spurs, uh, which like Mew is also in all caps. Jameson Burt, Ours, Darby, which has a little T M at the end of it. And Born Cages. And, yeah, listening to it, this seems like a sort of attempt to ingratiate themselves to that sort of college-age 
maybe like frat bros without really good taste. Uh, well, I, I think it's better taste than like the first Transformers movie. Well, first live action Transformers movie soundtrack that had Lincoln Park. Yeah, that wasn't Just great either. Up above that, but at least what is it? One or two of the songs are are already out and were yeah. used. At least one of them was used in the trailer for the game we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, I I would say I would say that this is about on par with the stuff that came out with the movies, but this really feels like it's it's coming out in uh, it's being put out by Sony Entertainment, Sony Music Entertainment, and it really feels like just a bunch of bands that Sony Music wanted to promote. Kind of yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I I wonder if this started its life as maybe a soundtrack for the other game we never got. That could be. The, the MMOs that didn't happen. Because, like, music sometimes tends to hang around a while. You make an album before something actually happens. It happens. And, <laughs> and songs sitting around that are vaguely Transformers-related. <laughs> they have to put it out somehow. I don't know if Sony yeah. would have been involved with that specifically. No. I mean, this... I think, hasn't Sony been... I know Sony did the last DVD release of Transformers the movie. Hmm. So maybe this is just one of those things. And, and I think Sony Music put out the, the last time the the original soundtrack was re-released. I think uh, so. As opposed to not not including the free the uh, the record store day release, which... Uh, I want that, I, but I'm never going to get that one. Hey, I could yes. pick it up for you because oh, yeah. I I decided one day because I I live in Columbus, Ohio, which is a pretty decent sized city, and I was out and about and had some Christmas money. And I was like, I'm gonna track that down. So I tracked it down. Took me two whole record stores to find one that still had copies of it in December, and uh, and I I sat there looking at it. It was forty dollars, and I realized. See, I thought well, it was two discs. Yeah. It's two records and I thought, well, I guess the first one is the is the soundtrack. I can't imagine that the second one is music that I don't already have in some form because I have yeah. all the CDs that 3H put out through Vaughn <laughs> back in the day. So I've got the actual movie score, I have the one of of piano uh versions of the music of the score done by Vince DiCola, oh, which, which is are beautiful uh, and we've started using as theme music. Yes, uh, and the one that was just random demo stuff, uh, and you know, I've I've got pretty much anything I could imagine putting on, them putting on that second uh, that second record. But what it turned out to be was that they had just drawn out because I mean, you you can do this with any media, but uh, they had drawn out the album, which is barely over half an hour album. They had drawn it out just. And put it on two discs. So the first... So wait, it's on like, like two forty fives then, right? It, I, I guess... Did I'm they like, not put anything on the backs of them? I'm wondering I mean, if just the space between the grooves as it spirals around is just like really big. <laughs> <laughs> Were they actually in the shape of the faction shields? Uh, no, but they did have them. One was red and one was purple and they had it like etched into the vinyl. Uh-huh. So they did have the faction shields in the vinyl. Okay. But it, it did have that sort of that same feel that this has where I am not the audience, where the audience for this is 
people who are still at that sort of like, oh man, G1 is awesome level without being like too critical of things. I'm, I'm still a bit in that category. <laughs> <laughs> at least, a, well, at I, least in musical terms, because I, I don't have the music collection you do. Yeah, and, this and, at least well, considering it's it's pretty much all like out of print and rights are up in the air, but uh. Yeah, like I said, if you need me to, I'll head over to Used Kids next time I'm down by campus. <laughs> Pick one up for $40. Maybe I, I, uh, I'll have to look around here. I don't know if there are any musical places, but anyway. <laughs> but yeah. As far as Transformers rollout, there's no way I'd pay retail price for it, but I would pay retail price in a heartbeat for a documentary about how the hell this happened. Yeah, that, oh, that would be interesting. Uh, in other news, we've got a new, uh, a, a rather interesting new uh, subscription service toy. Uh, that well, for one thing, there's going to be more subscription service. Yeah. Apparently. How how long is that, or like when is that slated for? Yeah, I don't I think it was. it's slated for the end of this year. Okay. Yes, because so, it's it's in the latest issue of the magazine, which I don't have yet. But some. So people- they're not. They're not committing to next year yet, is is what I'm no. saying. All right, but uh, but yes, there's one where they took uh, there was a they made a pretender shell uh, for the last Botcon set, uh, which was a gorilla, which I think was based on wasn't that based on some pretender concept art? Yeah, the the yeah. double pretender, which was yeah. well, the the old idea is it was was a monkey and a giant spider that never got made, but they had two little robots that went inside them. So that they made a new pretender monkey mold, similar to the original design, that they'd stuffed Swerve and a little jet gun in. Well, Swerve repainted gray and purple as Oil Master. Yes, and his little jet buddy that came with the retail uh, Swerve toy. So now they have repainted that Swerve as Optimus Prime uh, with a very sort of... I guess late G1. I would, my my gut instinct was to say G2, but I guess late G1, uh, paint deco with flames on them. Yeah, uh, wait, I, wasn't there like a GoBot Optimus that was like that color? Wasn't there like some movies or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, that too also had uh, black with a flame. But, though, but yeah. no, GoBot Optimus was just straight red. Oh, okay. and it is and kind I, of a laser rod Optimusy. With the largely yeah. black vehicle mode. Yeah, yeah. So it is sort of late G1 slash G2E. And the, I, I think my favorite part of it, I mean, there is the, the joy of that he is a truck and a monkey at the same time. <laughs> uh, but monkey I, truck! <laughs> I really like that the little jet guy is, is high Q. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just high Q. And that makes me happy because <laughs> I like stupid things. Like high He looks really high QE. I'm surprised. Yeah. yeah. So we've got the subscription service Prime. Uh, and Paradron Medic, which is just a half-painted RC. Yeah. Uh, other news. Now, technically, this is Toy Fair news, but I don't think we're really going to uh, go into it that much with the actual Toy Fair coverage. Uh, but they, they have uh, announced some dates for the upcoming movies. Yay. Movies, plural. Movies. Three at once. One yeah. a year. Apparently. This does not seem like it could possibly go wrong. 
This doesn't seem sustainable. Yeah. So we've got Transformers 5 coming out, and then we've got Transformers 6, which is listed as the Bumblebee movie. And Just then reminds me of that old Seinfeld movie, the Bee movie. Or- <laughs> which apparently is some sort of cult, like... I won't, I won't say cult classic, because it seems to be more on the level of, like, the way The Room is a cult movie. <laughs> uh, but, but apparently, like, teenagers and, and the younger crowd are really, really amused by B-movie. Well, doesn't a bee fall in love with a woman in that movie or something? I don't know. Oh, maybe that's the plot of the Bumblebee movie. It's, it's like a prequel <laughs> where Bumblebee falls in love with a human girl or something, and that's how he loses his voice. I mean, it's kind of interesting because Bumblebee is barely a character. I mean, no one is really much of a character in the Michael Bay movies. But Bumblebee is... he's mute! Yeah, that. so it's going to have to be a prequel or he's going to have to get a voice because you... The, the first Bay movie proved that you can't have just Bumblebee as a mute character. They had to throw in Prime at everybody else after half an hour because it doesn't work. I mean, I've... Uh... I thought they did okay with him in Prime, but he could, you know, he could maybe carry an episode here or there. Yeah. Uh, he also had a human buddy to treat him like R2-D2. <laughs> exactly. I've heard, I don't know how reliable this is, but I've heard that it's supposed to be like an origin movie, which would mean nothing but robots on Cybertron. You Well, no, that's what we would want. Well, Yeah. But origin uh, might be, well, no. he arrives on Mars, and how does he get to Earth? What I would want would be a charming, like, Rescue Heroes-level cartoon. <laughs> I That's what I would want out of an entirely Bumblebee-driven movie. At least, you know, movie-verse Bumblebee, not like any of the many better incarnations of the character. I'd rather have a Ratchet solo movie, but oops, he's dead. Uh, uh, so yeah, it looks like we're unfortunately going to be putting up with those every year. Yeah, that seems like they're try- every studio's trying this now, and and I think this is where it hits critical mass. Like a Marvel yeah. movie every year, yeah, there's enough variety in things you can do that. Maybe an X Men movie every year, we might be able to pull off. Deadpool sounds pretty good, and I haven't seen it yet though. Transformers? No, no. Well, I I think you could, but I don't think that you can. I mean, they at this point, honestly, they they have a lot to prove to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, I. There is a silver lining that Michael Bay and Mark Wahlberg are only attached to the first one so far. Yes. Well, I don't think Michael Bay could direct all three in quick enough succession. I think yeah, that's... he could try. It's not like he needs a script, as the second one proved. <laughs> yeah. I think the second one proved he does need a script. Well, he needs one, but he's still... He can, I mean, he can still produce a movie-shaped movie. object without one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> movie-shaped object. <laughs> he clearly feels that they're extraneous. So, yeah, that's that's a thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's all the... Did we have any other additional news to to cover? Uh, I think that's it, but I do... Hasbro's press release is kind of implying the Bumblebee origin story thing, saying it will tell the never-before-heard story of Bumblebee, one of the most beloved characters from Hasbro's Transformers universe. That's because he couldn't tell it because he was mute. (laughs) 
That's why you haven't heard it. Well, Jazz could have told it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If it's a pre- oh. If it's an origin prequel, we could have some of the characters who are all dead now again. That'd Jazz nice. could actually do something. Other than be horrifyingly racist. And get torn in half. Dad Oh, well, yeah. And then casually discard it after a memorial speech. You just said bitches. <laughs> yes. He was horrifying. Yeah. Well, no, he was not compared to the twins. The twins are just... Okay. I was just about to say, they could have Bumblebee leading skids in Mudflap. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, yeah, but if it's a prequel, it'd be before they learn about Earth culture, and that would be acceptable because they wouldn't have adapted their characteristics from watching YouTube or something, but yeah. Yeah. Let's stop talking about the movies. It's making me depressed. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, to instead, let's talk about Toy Fair. Yeah. All right, and joining us today, uh, we've got our friend Ant from TFU.info. Uh, they are the longest-running toy identification site. Uh, they have actually, uh, they're my favorite place to go when I need to pair up toys with accessories uh, for eBay and to uh, verify whether the listing I'm going to mark as complete is actually complete. Uh, also, if you go to his site, and I'll be linking this on our accompanying blog post on iconunderground.net, uh, he has a list of over 2,000 toys that they still need pictures of, uh, most of which were actually things that came out in the last 10 years. Uh, so if you're somebody, especially if you like getting limited editions, uh, getting little niche releases like that, uh, he could absolutely use some pictures of them for the site. Uh, so here we are. All right, we had just finished. <laughs> we were talking about that, that great album that's coming out. Oh. Come on, it's Bush and a bunch of people you've never heard of. And then you go, <laughs> Bush is still together? Yeah, I was going to ask if you had heard of any of them, because you have, there, there are certain areas where our musical tastes don't overlap, so. <laughs> oh, I, I have no idea who any of those artists are. No, I no. I was just happy when I read it. It's like, a new album with Bush. Oh, God. Oh, it's not Stan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been great if it was Bush covering Stan Bush. I, I'd be all in on that one. That would be okay. I do have to say, though, that the if this that's the point where if you went back and told went back in time and told sixteen year old me all this stuff, the moment that you told her that there was going to be an album put out where Bush did a song about Transformers, I would just be like, "No, you're making all this stuff up. Go away." <laughs> I, I I had my my Bush period, not not like super hardcore or anything, but you know I had their albums. What if it's not Both that Bush, but the presidential father son duo decided to try their hands at music? <laughs> <laughs> that well, it'd be something better for Jeb to do than run for president. But. Yeah, <laughs> probably be better at it too. Yeah. So, how was Toy Fair? Toy Fair was um, different, to say the least, this year. Um, it was good. It was a, it was a good time. It, there wasn't. There's usually a, a really strong energy to it because it's mm-hmm. um, it's it, it's kind of been controlled chaos in the past few years, and uh, I think uh, this year it's 
it's a little bit it would they, they they switched marketing firms and uh PR companies and um they did a better job of, of kind of splitting people into groups and, and doing a couple things uh differently that made it a lot more a lot more controlled but also a lot more um intimate. So it was good in that in that sense. As far as reveals go, there weren't a lot of surprises. Uh, but it was nice to see a lot of it in person. There was a lot more surprises on anything that wasn't generation, mm-hmm. uh, and and it was it, overall it was uh, it was it was it was Toy Fair. <laughs> There's always something fun. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't realize that the PR firm was was that involved with it. I thought it was really just the in-house people. Well, now now there's an in-house group in Hasbro which there wasn't before. So the, up until a couple months ago, it was Hunter PR that handled all the PR for Transformers, and now it's Hasbro supplemented by another uh, outside PR firm. But there are specifically Hasbro uh, Hasbro employees that do this uh, that help put this on now. I wonder if that has anything to do with the announcements of Hasbro participating more in conventions. Uh, I did get a chance to ask uh, John Warden and one of the. Um, PR people from Hasbro uh, about conventions in 2017, and uh, they didn't say no. They just said they were keeping their options open, and that's really all they could say. And uh, which Aww. is a pretty pretty big answer. I actually recorded that um, that interview. I have to go through it, but uh, that'll appear somewhere. If that that interview with John Warden, it was uh, that was the other thing they did with us that was different. So usually they have their presentation. And then you go downstairs to the showroom, which is downstairs in the building. And it's basically the entire lower level. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hasbro has all their brands there. And this year, they, instead of doing that, they did, they broke us into two groups. Uh, the green group, which was what I was in, got to go downstairs first. And the other group stayed upstairs and got to chat and record their conversations with whatever team members they wanted to talk to that were up there. And then halfway through, they switched. So, uh, huh. the second half of the day, myself, uh, it was basically like myself and, and Ben Yee and uh, one of the guys from Allspark and one of the Lucas brothers and uh, uh, Thylacine, a bunch of us just basically getting to talk to John Warden and, and ask him about a half hour, 40 minutes worth of questions. Uh, and it was pretty good. Nice. Uh, so let's start with the robots in disguise stuff. Uh, <laughs> okay. Just to, get that, just to get that, I don't want to say get it out of the way because I'm not. You know, we're we're generally not the sort of people who are like, oh, it's stupid or whatever. Uh, no, actually, but, going to your other podcast, it's the closest thing to Beast Wars we've had since Beast Machines. Huh, how so? Yeah. Well, oh, well, I guess. These characters, they're trapped <laughs> on a planet that they can't get off of. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I should have I, I should have thought that through a little That's better. Close. Well, animated was kind of similar, too. But... Yeah, yeah. But, but this not... is more so since it's in 3D. And also oh, yeah. because it's got animal people. Yes, so. animal. So just to jump to your question that you sent me on Twitter, uh, I did ask about Finch, and uh, no uh, no luck there yet. But uh, Ben, um, um, uh, God, I'm going to remember his name. I'm going to say it wrong. But Ben, the marketing guy at, um, at, at Hasbro, he kind of runs RID on top of it. And he, uh, so he's, he's like, I'm thinking into season 18. He likes to think really far out. He was joking around. <laughs> um, so he, he, I just made him aware that there's a following for, for Finch. She's so But great. there's nothing, nothing on the horizon there. Uh, just yet. She's, she's a Corvid. I love Corvids. Yeah, this uh, is 
So, uh, actually, and, and this is sort of something that I, I scribbled down to ask, but David was taking a, a close look at the picture. So it looks like the new Windblade toy for Robots in Disguise is a com- pretty much completely new toy. Does that confirm what you saw there? Uh, yeah. I mean, to me, it looked like a new mold. Um, I'm going to pull up my picture here while I'm talking to you. Yeah. Just, uh, staring, staring at the toy I already have in front of me, comparing it to the, the model of the new one, the only things that actually seem like almost identical are the sword and her hair fan. Everything else is just completely different design. God, I hope the hair fan's new because I totally broke one taking it out of the package. <laughs> that one. Ouch. Um, yeah, you know what? And I have I have um, Slipstream right next to me, so I can kind of compare them straight on. Um, oh yeah, they're. Let's see. Yeah, they're different. I'm just looking at the underside of the wings, and they're completely different. So uh, those are definitely um, new. Yeah, like the, the hips are similar in look, but the, their construction is different. Like the, the yeah, I, the I would eye swivel is there. And then I would I would say it's a new mold, but you never know with this group because Fortress Maximus is a remold. And if you had told me that, I would unless one of the Hasbro designs didn't tell me that directly, I wouldn't have believed them. Yeah. Hmm. So that's that's. Good, because honestly, that the original toy was all right and all, but uh, it's a little a little fiddly, a little fall apart Well, it, it, it's more that it's hard to get her to stand with her wings. She doesn't have enough heel support. Yeah. So are are we getting more cons in general, or, or is the toy line just going to be a whole bunch of bumblebees? In general, no. There was only two bumblebees, I think, uh, on display. Uh, one that came with the platinum set. And another one that is kind of similar to the five-step size. Mm-hmm. And those, and the new, I, I don't, you know what, I really didn't get a chance to talk to the um, the, the next Vin Diesel presenter who was uh, uh, <laughs> doing, doing this. Uh, mm-hmm. She was really nice, though. But uh, she was she was demoing uh, the toys. And uh, one of the, the, the size, there's that big Optimus that's coming out, the Power Surge Optimus. And then there's, uh, there's a Sideswipe and a, and a bumblebee that are roughly five step uh, size, and they all interact with uh, the new minicon class, which is the weaponizer minicon class. Okay. Now those those figures have a five millimeter pull out port, or um, well, port post, I should say. Uh, they all have a five millimeter post on them, so they can be used as a weapon. So they can kind of work with any of your transformers at that point, and. The Bumblebee and Sideswipe have these little holes on their chest, and you plug the 5mm post into that hole, and the figures have lights, have not lights, but they have sounds, and they actually react, depending on which figure you put in, have different sounds. Uh, so, like, if you, uh, I plug, they plugged in the Triceratops figure, and he's like, I uh, Sideswipe, and he says something along the lines of, uh, now time for some dino something action. And, I, I mean, it's, so it's, it's this neat little feature. Plus, they, they're, they're five millimeters, so they'll work with your generations figures as well. And then the Optimus in that same size class, or larger Optimus, the Power Surge, the, the five millimeter port actually unlocks all of his, um, his flight features, and he has like a battle mask and, and flip out weapons. And, uh, it works almost similar. They, they attach to his chest, so it's almost like having a breast force, uh, redone. Oh, yeah, okay. that's that's what I was thinking. Was it's got that uh, very very sort of breast force gimmick going. Well, th- that's nice, uh, especially considering we we are getting Leo Kaiser in a way. Now, now <laughs> I can buy some little guys that they'll have friends, even if they can't attach to their chests anymore. Did the mini con seem to unlock any kind of 
character specific dialogue or did it only seem to be just Minicon activates voice trigger? No, no, it's Minicon activates voice trigger with character specific dialogue. I don't know if the dialogue is so specific that it calls out each character by name because that's what the Hasbro reps had kind of made me feel. But I don't, but when I heard it and then it was, you know, time for dino action, I was like, oh, that's kind of a general statement and you didn't say the character by name. So I think certain designs would probably have something on that post that tell it which sounds trigger. Okay. Yeah. Neat. So it, it sounds like they're going very, very much back to an Armada style of, of many cons with it actually like unlocking features. Absolutely. So that's, that's pretty cool. I'm Especially. Really just to hear about them doing sound features in the first place. I thought those had been too expensive for a while now. Uh, they're doing it. They're also doing one. There's going to be sound, sound, lights and sound inside of Fort Max, but we'll discuss that when we get, get to generations, I guess. But they're, they're, uh, they apparently are, are slanting that way towards, towards doing wow. stuff like that. Awesome. So does, does the, uh, that new RID Optimus Prime look as much like Thunderclash as the, the pictures yeah. have suggested? <laughs> Not. I have to look. Uh, it's so weird because you get so overwhelmed with the generation stuff that you forget mm-hmm. the red stuff is there, and then you go over there and and no one is there, and, you're, and so you don't get a lot of information on it. Um, I know I posted a photo. I'm just kind of dig through through the uh, yeah, the Twitter feed like here. That white with the blue little wing. Thing. He, he reminds me more. I mean, at least in design, in in functionality of um, Cybertron. Optimus Prime, because the wings kind of flip out from the back, and then things kind of uh, fold upward, and he's got this battle mask that pops up when you activate his, his features. He has lights and sounds, too. Um, I'll just pull it up on my phone, but uh, I, I couldn't say he looks a lot like Thunderclash, only that he's white and blue. Yeah. But, you know, Thunderclash has, you guys said, what, 14 different colors? Uh, <laughs> 13. Well, it's counted to be 13. He yeah, doesn't have quite as many, but he's got like two shades of blue, and, and there's the, the chest that kind of looks like wings. Some of them uh, are yeah. radiant. You know what it is? So. He's got the white chest, white arms, now that I'm yeah. looking at him. But that's that's more, I think, a symptom of the truck mode kind of unfolding around it. But uh, um, no, I wouldn't say he, he's, he doesn't look... I mean, what you see in the picture is kind of basically what you saw there. He's three colors. I mean, you could splash some paint on them and make them thunderclash. Yeah, it, 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 it's an easier redeco than some other things that would make it now, for thunderclash. Now, a harder redeco looking at the battle mask would be Tarn. Ooh. Oh. By the, yeah. by the way, we, a question came up during the John Warden interview about doing Nautica, and he said, he said, you know, the IDW characters are always on his radar. Um, and the two he called out by name, but he didn't say they were being done. There was no no confirmation of anything. But the fact that he kind of just mentioned them was interesting. Uh, was oh, No, someone asked about Overlord, and he kind of also said, you know, I would love to do one. It's not, you know, there's no plans at the moment, but it never, never say never. And then he said, you know, characters like him or Tarn. So uh, I'm surprised he kind of name-dropped Tarn there, but take, take what yeah. from that would you will. Oh, man. So before we get to the main course, let's uh, clean up the the last of Combiner Wars. Uh, it looked like Victorion's colors were not yeah. as garish as as we had seen before. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't just look like it was a lighting difference. It looked like they had changed the deco. Uh, you know what? I I don't know offhand because I wasn't too familiar. I wasn't at San Diego, so I didn't get to see her. This is the first time I saw her in person. Um. It didn't seem garish. It, it's funny because she's she was kind of shoved into the corner behind the rest of the generation stuff. 
just wondering if, if the lighting was a little dark there that, um, that what you might yeah. be seeing is just where it was. So if you, if you looked at, if you saw the pictures, basically when you walk into the booth area, all the main generation stuff was all on one big table as a display. And then there was a smaller table to the right of that with the um, Platinum Edition uh, exclusives that are coming out. And then against the back wall there, there were two shelves with packaging. And then Victorian was underneath those two shelves. So because she's kind of old news, so I think they kind of just stuck her in the corner. Um, She still hasn't come out. And, yeah, there aren't that many pictures of her online. But the the contrast of the pictures we'd seen before of the hand-painted one, like the the sort of greenish blue and the magenta seem like the same color value. Now the pictures that we're seeing, unless it's just the lighting, the, the greenish blue is like more faded into a gray. Yeah, it's I would uh, say... less saturated and a bit lighter than it looked in the previous photos. Yeah. And like I, I that... even pulled it into Photoshop to try to match it. And it did definitely have more variation, but I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I would say that the colors you saw today might be more accurate just because that area was well lit, better lit than, say, the RID area where it was lit, but it was really hard to take pictures, uh, especially at, like, the, the minicom table. Uh, that area over there, like, where the, the packaging was and where, where Victorian was, was it, it just responded better on camera. So uh, you may have something fairly, fairly close. All right. Well, I guess we will move on to what people <laughs> will stop asking questions about all the weird things that nobody cares about. Well, I and... care. There's a Scorpionok. We care about a new Scorpionok. Yeah, that's, that's true. I was like going he has to a ask you. The, uh, <laughs> did they show the, the season two trailer or was that just a, a press release sort of thing? No, no, it's they showed the season two trailer. They said it's available online right yeah. now. So I don't yes. know if you guys have seen yeah. it. Yes, you found it on the L.A. Times website. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it and it looks like there's a new like lady Decepticon who's like hanging around. Yeah, they did not they did not mention any names there. Um but yeah, they're they're from the trailer I that definitely looks like uh, something important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was there was there was her, she's unnamed. There's Scorpionok, which we've gotten seen a toy of from the show. And there was a beetle guy, too. I think those were the only noticeably new ones in the trailer. I thought I I saw a recolor of Steeljaw, but it may have been just Scorpionok in one shot. Mm. It was pretty quick. Oh, no, that was, oh, uh, the the wolf guy. What was his name? He was in one episode. He didn't have any lines. Oh, no, sexy dude. (laughs) No, no, he was the brown one. Oh, uh, no, he was like a... Puma or something. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he, he was just in one episode, but apparently... Yeah, Windblade beat him up, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, because, um, like I said, uh, Ben from the Hasbro... I'm going to look up his name, because I interviewed him back in October. Ben Montana. That's it. Um, ben Montana had mentioned to me that, again, like he said, he goes, well, in, he goes, in season... He said something about season three. In season three, I was like, is there going to be a season three? He goes, no, I just think that far out. So it's <laughs> <laughs> definitely at least season three in his mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I mean, it, I I wish they would make more Decepticons because they have this huge array of designs. But yeah, oh well. We're, we're getting well, they, at least Quillfire and Bisk, I think. Or besides Bisk, the, these guys. yeah. Well, the Bisk. fact Bisk was there, he wasn't in the presentation during oh. the uh, during the Hasbro um, slideshow. He they did not show Bisk, and he was just like I had to I had to ask what the name was because I couldn't remember, but. Uh, that means we're just one step closer to getting an official Seafood Lewis. I'll be his Uh So, yeah. So, uh, did you have anything else 
significant about R.I.D. you wanted to mention? Um, there were a couple ask? more. Well, there were a couple more mini compacts. Uh, currently, like what we're getting now, not the, just the mini cons, but the four pack. There's a four pack of weaponizers coming. There's also um, a redeco of the new sideswipe with a new mold uh, included with him. And I believe there was a strong arm in that group. Yeah, there's a strong arm also in that new size class. Uh, and she comes with Sawtooth, which is a clear blue minicon bird-like thing. Um, so there's a lot going on there. And also the Platinum Edition. There's going to be a Platinum Edition Rid, uh, rid 2-pack. It's going to be a uh, redecoed Bumblebee and um, Grimlock, the War for Cybertron mold, remold from Japan in R.I.D. colors. Huh. That's neat. That's interesting. Yeah, I, and that's pretty much the first Platinums that they've done that hasn't been, or have they done some that haven't been G1 other than that? I Offhand, I can't think. I can't think of one. Um, no, no, they did a couple in Prime. They did the Platinum Ultra Magnus. That was a Prime figure. Oh yeah. Uh, but it's the first one they're doing for Rid, which is is probably the bigger thing. Yeah. All right. So Titans Return. I, I noticed that uh, Fort Max does have the most important detail that a Fort Max toy should have, which is that his legs have guns. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, like Trailbreaker. Oh, poor Trailbreaker. <laughs> so fond of, of noting. Uh, so yeah, that, uh, I heard that they're, they're, uh, selling him as being the, the new biggest toy. So I guess he's probably a little taller than Metroplex. Probably a touch taller. He is a drastic remold of Metroplex. Uh, that was the one thing that, that I can't wait from that. Apparently, I know, um, Cheetamus was there for AllSpark, and he had mentioned that, I guess, uh, Metroplex's knees are on the back of of uh, Fort Max's arms, which what? I have to see and compare to look, but that, that's what he told me. It's like, did you notice that Metroplex's knees are on the back of his arms? So that's that's something worth worth digging through. Um, the figure itself looks nothing like Metroplex, despite being a drastic remold. I think the waist is the same, and it's just turned around. The knee guns yeah, I are noticed great. the waist uh, and and the the hips and that looked sort of similar, but yeah, other than that, I think the feet oh, are now I see the, too. So the runways on the back of Metroplex um, of Ultra Magnus's shoulders are probably the same pieces that are Metroplex's knees. Oh, but the runways on his legs, the ones that flip up. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's. I, would I mean, love he's to see them side by side to compare. But alas, no giant treads on his back. No, no giant treads. Uh, leg guns look great. And then um, the funny thing is they they have him in base mode, and like the deluxes and everything fit on him really well. And then they did kind of a shout-out to um, MicroMasters by making him uh, being able to connect by ramps to the other leader class figures. Yeah, I, I read that, and that's, I mean, that seems pretty awesome. That's, that's going to well, be great was... if you're a kid whose family has just huge piles of money. <laughs> Well, we do make 30% of their market now, <laughs> the older kids. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, uh, oh, one of the which other, is also interesting. One of the other things came out of the, um, the John Wharton interview, which I got. I have to go out and check, but I'm pretty sure he said on Fort Max, somewhere on his base mode is the um, caution sign from Hot House, which was a deliberate callback <laughs> to MicroMasters. Oh, really? Huh, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so he, he's really got out to try to make some references to MicroMasters. Someone did ask about uh, MicroMasters being a, a next possible step. 
That would be pretty cool. So, uh, do we have a price point for him? Uh, no, but he's Titan class, so I would be, I would presume it's it's one fifty. Okay. But he a does lot. have lights and sounds, which could be it could vary. Uh, you know, hundred dollars on Black Friday, most likely somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if if that was going to push it up towards the two hundred realm, uh, but I guess we'll we'll find out once he starts coming out. Uh, so yeah, so apparently he does have a head that comes off and has a head that comes off. Yeah. And do you have uh, any insight into the? Uh Head within a head being named emissary. Uh, they said, or they, they had joked about Spike during the presentation, but uh, I guess emissary is a callback to the original Red, right? Wasn't the, I feel like the head there was called emissary. I'd have to go back and look, but uh, um, no, no other insight other than like using emissary, oh. using Spike. But 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 angsty blonde Spike is my favorite Spike. <laughs> yeah, well, you can I, use Buster because Buster's a dog. <laughs> and I, I have to admit that that was the, the point in original Robots in Disguise where I just could not even stand to keep watching the show anymore by the time they were involved with Grand Maximus. Uh, and yeah, so, yeah, so I'm apparently, just digging through TF Wiki, Emissary is definitely the the head mode uh, from from Brave Max and Rid Fortress Maximus. But it was the middle head, not the small head. The small was the small head Cerebros. Yeah, the small head was Cerebros. Oh, okay, yeah, that would make or, sense. But the middle head is supposed to be Cerebros. <laughs> you call it whatever you want. But how would he look if you took his head off and put a balled up retrax in its place? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, is he about the same, or is he actually taller than the original Fort Max? He is taller than the original Fort Max, but the head might be proportional. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, he seems a bit less like his. He he seems like his head is more. I don't know, smaller in proportion, in proportion to the rest of him. Well, the original head was just kind of big on this chunky body. He's he's a little slimmer now. Yeah. He's been so as, <laughs> as opposed to original Scorponok, who is a pinhead. It, oh, poor little Scorponok. Because they went in the opposite direction with him. And and it looks like I mean it looks like the whole year is just going to be eighty seven nostalgia. Uh, pretty much, it's yeah. it's they're celebrating the movie, uh, so they're kind of going eighty six, eighty seven uh, by default, uh, mm-hmm. and and they're really making some deep dives, which is nice after all these years of eighty four, eighty five. So that is a conscious thing uh, that it's it's intending to celebrate the movie, and I guess immediately afterward. Yep. So it just it feels like after Combiner Wars being such an '86 thing, it it feels like they're going through and just replaying G1 chronologically. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because I don't know how much people are going to jump on a Pretenders bandwagon. <laughs> I, it might be a little harder these days, but you never know. So uh, we'll we'll see if uh, if Tarantulas from Sins of the Wreckers has anything to say about that. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, mm-hmm. it did come up during our conversation with, with John Warden about uh, Beast Wars and their 20th anniversary. And uh, one of the things he said, there were no other plans for this year other than Optimus Primal, uh, Year of the Monkey Optimus Primal. But uh, they also considered the anniversary to encompass the entirety of Beast Wars. So there could be something, any there could be more within the next next year or the next five years. Hmm. Okay. So there, there's... Still doing the the G one this year, but so 
Now, with the the Year of the Monkey Optimus Primal, is that going to be... What kind of release is that going to be? Uh, It's a platinum figure, uh, so I guess I would assume it's Toys R Us, but they didn't really... They didn't actually even talk about it uh, at all. I'm surprised (laughs) it wasn't even there. Poor monkey. Poor monkey. So... I've I've heard and I saw that there there is a chrome dome. Yes. So he's he's a very G one looking chrome dome. So I guess he can be shadow play chrome dome. Well, they, they when they introduced him during the the slideshow, they they cut in with a Valentine's Day um, slide, Aww. and then uh, and then said you know and then they showed the shot of him and rewind uh, from the back. Uh, sitting on the uh, uh, on the lost light, like looking out into space, and, uh, and and they kind of did that as three slides. So I remember there being three different panels in the book. So uh, I had looked down to tweet something out right before that, and then uh, what they had said was it was a um, IDW style body robot body and a uh, G one styled car mode. Uh, so that's at least their their perception of it. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm still I I can accept it as being like you know the head is now, did they say anything about the head and how much it's pretty identical to the one that Fun Pub had done? Uh, no, no, they 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 did not even say the words Fun Pub. So uh, okay. <laughs> no, because I, I and if you heard us discussing before how we were wondering if that like Hasbro basically owned that design you know for it being made for fun pub or or how that worked but yeah um that that makes me very happy you know i i do feel like we've we've come a pretty good way from them talking about how a knockout had something wrong with him uh, so it's <laughs> yeah so i've heard those uh the uh smaller headmasters him and brainstorm and skull cruncher etc uh, referred to as deluxes. So, do we know what kind of price point they're talking about for them? Uh, I would assume they're the fifteen dollar current deluxe price point. Um, those are. Are they the, comparable yeah, the, in? Are they like about the same size as the deluxe? Yeah, they're about the same size. Yeah, they, they, they actually. That's another thing they talked about uh, during the interview was uh, uh, Ben Ben Yee had asked about uh, the hollowness because that seems to be something that's on a lot of people's minds. And, you know, he was trying to explain that part of that is um, also keeping the figures in a vertical scale with each other and keeping the price point the same. And so uh, that, so they definitely, you know, they want deluxes to kind of all be roughly the same size throughout uh, the current, current lines. Okay. So they're going to be about that same size. That'll be, you know, smaller. I don't know. It, you know, you always remember the G1 toys being bigger than they actually are if you put them next to a modern toy. At least I do. Well, the headmasters were kind of tall-ish. Yeah. There's always the factor of they aren't bigger, you were just smaller. Yeah, they're <laughs> No, but I'm thinking, like, the G1 brainstorm that I had two years ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just yeah. sold when I was selling stuff. Uh, well, yeah, because we got a new Brainstorm recently who's taller than he ever was. Uh-huh. And now we're, we're getting another one, sort of. We're getting two Brainstorms within a couple years of each other, guys. Yeah, and the next one's going to be a remold of Blur, which is just weird. By the way, they couldn't. They would not comment on Brainstorm or the Technobots or anything along those lines. Uh, uh, any of those recent leaks. Aw, Technobots. Yeah. What about Lyokaiser? Nope, nope. Uh, we 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 graciously thanked them without telling, without them saying anything. But uh, <laughs> no, they did not. 
Thank you, uh, Ohio Kaiser. Yeah, John Morton and Ben Monta- uh, Montano could not uh, talk about either anything. Like they won't even they won't even use the names. They'll just say we can't we, uh, we can't speak about anything anything that's been leaked. Huh, that is really interesting because the Technobots and Lyo Kaiser would both sort of count in that combiner worst stragglers yeah. category. It is kind of because they might come out before these guys, but they're not talking about them unless well the box sets they just haven't found a place to sell them yet. Yeah, and they also. A- I'm sorry. They also um, mentioned that Combiner Wars. Like, they, people ask that question too, kind of skirting around. Well, Titan Wars is on. Is Combiner Wars going to be done? Before, you know, and they or you know, is there going to be a place for those? They kind of skirted around the topic. So I'm guessing either Combiner Wars factors into the next part of the Prime Wars trilogy, or um, they're just going to keep Combiner Wars going through uh, through Titan Wars as an exclusive line or a gift set kind of line. Yeah, they have. I noticed the the Victorian picture that uh, we were looking at, talking about the color, looks like it's a gift set. Uh, do, do we know if they're going to get individual releases or if they're just going to be a gift set? Uh, as far as I know, they were only going, going to be a gift set uh, since they were announced. Uh, though that and the two G2 combiners uh, are all just gift set only, as far as I know. What did they say? Did they mention anything? Did anybody ask when Victorian's ever coming out? Because it seems like forever. <laughs> or where uh, Victorian is coming out? It's a good question. No, uh, no one asked, and no one said anything. Uh, it sounds like they're they're putting. I mean, we we mentioned uh, before we had you on here about. Uh, the Hasbro Pulse and how they seem to be really plugging that now. Uh, did they mention, like, I know it's, they were talking about how uh, they want to do more fan polls through there. Uh, what did they, did they say anything more about that? Uh, yeah, during the presentation they said basically all, all the fan polls are going to be done through Hasbro Pulse. Did they say how frequently they were thinking about doing no, them? No, they just said, they, they, he, um, they spoke in very uh, general terms about that. Uh, that was the first gentleman who's on, uh, who was on Daryl. Uh, his last name escapes me at the moment, but he, uh, uh, I guess he had come from the GI Joe line. Uh, but he had said uh, that they were going to use Hasbro Pulse for most of their fan interaction, if not all. Okay. But he definitely said the, the polls and fan voting were going to take place on Hasbro Pulse. Okay, so that's uh, yeah, they'll they'll maybe start using that website a little more. Uh, and and. Uh, I know they probably didn't elaborate much on this, but I'm sort of curious uh, whether that us the the adult collectors being 30% of the market now, if that means that our segment has grown or if that means the kids segment has shrunk. You know, or they if it did just not... means the there's a third option. That's just that the collector friendly stuff is 30% of the market and it might still be going to kids. Um, they did not speak to that those specific points. We did ask them a little bit about that. Um, and they they said that it allows them to get some get get into these deep dives that we're we're currently getting, you know, the deep cuts of characters that we wouldn't normally get with previous teams. Um, they did not they did not say um, you know like how those stats are are um, interpreted exactly. But um, yeah, it's a, it's it's a good question because it could just be I mean, they're they're selling less toys, but the collectors are buying more of the share of the uh-huh. toys. So it, I. Uh, don't know offhand. Or they're just I mean, counting I, more people as collectors, like people who grew up watching the live-action movies, because they've been going for a while at this point. Well, yeah, I think the collectors were considered 10 and up. Ah, well, they, they may have I think, uh, the number. 
Yeah, I think that was what it was on the slide, 10, uh, 10 and over. I mean, I have to go back and look at that slideshow again, but I'm pretty sure that's where they considered the cutoff to be. I mean, that that sounds fine to me. I mean, even just looking at my, my own history with the brand, I, I tend to think of my, my uh, entry into it as a, quote, adult collector starting when I got back into it around 14. So that's that seems reasonable enough. At, at 10... Is the point when you're not mashing your toys together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, if you're still buying and you're a preteen, you're a collector. You're, you're buying them to put on the shelf and to look cool, not to smash them together. Uh, so uh, that's all I really had notes on. Does anybody else have any questions or thoughts or suggestions? Or is Mindwipe as cool as he looks in the stock photo? <laughs> Mindwipe. Uh, he looked pretty cool. Uh, I like that he has a bat mode. Um, you know, some of those ones were pretty far back as far as where they were placed in the display. Um, they did say he could hang upside down. I, I, I didn't quite <laughs> get what the quote was, but the, I guess there's some feature on him that either he hangs upside down or his minicon, not his minicon, but Vorath hangs upside down inside of him oh, when um, he's piloting him. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, well, they they definitely said something to that effect. Well, also he like he transforms wildly differently than the original G1 version because his wings become his legs in robot mode, which is engineering marvel. So the the little guys are they just calling them Titan Masters? Yes, the 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 whole line is called. I mean, those little men are. Yeah, basically the idea is that they master, they unlock the power in the robot, and the robot's the Titan, they're the Titan masters. Um, and the other thing they like promoting is that the heads are swappable throughout the line, throughout the size classes. So uh, whether you buy an individual $5 head or a deluxe class figure or have Fort and Maximus, you can swap the heads onto any of them. They look. I'm looking at a picture that Scott uh, from, uh, tweeted from Autobase Aichi, uh, which has... Uh, Fortress Maximus in like a base mode and has all the little Titan Master dudes just spread out <laughs> around them. Uh, I presume that was a display that was there today. That was the display that was there today. Um, that was the entire me, thing. It strikes me how colorful it all is. Yeah. So you, you think we're it, going back into the bright color phase of, of toys? Well, Yes, but also don't forget there are multiples of everything out there. So there, you know, there's Vorath, which is purple, and Sentinel Prime's head, which is orange, and a couple of those just all sitting out there uh, in multiple instances. So it might also be it that you're just seeing a lot of them at once. That's, that's fair. Little blue dudes. Yes. Yeah, so little blue dudes are probably Nightbeat from the, that they showed off during uh, during New York Comic Con, uh, and that's one of the individual tiny heads. So, yeah, the, the tiny heads have vehicles, I guess? The, like, yes, individual vehicles. ones? Yep, vehicles that turn into uh, weapons. I, I believe they have, turns, they have 5mm ports that turn into weapons, and they hmm. also uh, turn to other vehicles, if I remember from six months ago. Okay, so it's it's almost kind of a, I'd say almost like an Action Master vehicle sort of thing, where it transforms but not into an actual robot. Correct. Okay. Did, did they give a, a price point for those? Is that like a those legends are, price? Yeah, those are probably in the 5 to $10 range. Okay. Okay. I'm interested in price points, apparently. <laughs> and right. also Any all the deluxe, um, just to point out, all the deluxe figures have driver's seats for all their 
for their Titan Masters. So, like, I posted a photo of Chrome Dome with the, the canopy flipped up and Stylor inside. And that goes for, that goes across the line on the larger sides. And Wheelie, for whatever reason, has one molded inside of him. <laughs> yeah, but, but Wheelie doesn't have a head. Wait, how big is Wheelie? He's smaller than Deluxe? He's Legends. Yeah, Legends, Legends class. Uh-oh. Legends He's is, the only yeah. Legends class one I've really heard much about. Uh, what other ones are there? I think he, uh, oh, there was Laserbeak, uh, which is a redeco uh, of the Buzzsaw, and there was a Rumble, which is a red redeco of Rewind. Ah, uh, that's right. Rumble. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't help but be a, a Rumble is Blue person. Oh. My headcanon they... is that they've switched places with one another to screw with people often enough that even they don't remember who's red and who's blue. <laughs> that seems reasonable. Hopefully we get a frenzy, too, at some point. And, and also in that wave, though, they, they joked about it, they didn't show it, there was a silhouette of the of a Ravage head, which most likely is just Stripes oh. redecoed, but uh, mm. I imagine Ravage will be in that wave as well. Mm. Yay, Decepticon Which Secret Police. means he'll have little wings on his butt. Ah, is, is an odd design on stripes, but I guess it works. Yeah, I did. I, I'm also noticing in the picture of the big display that I can see Skull Cruncher. Uh, or what are they calling him? They said Skull Cruncher. I know it's supposed to be Skull Smasher. I think back in October, but they may have changed Ooh. the name by then. Okay, so it's it's like me and how I can't call Trailbreaker anything but Trailbreaker. Uh, but I noticed that he's got like a little seat, just like the the G1 ones did. So it's not just the vehicles that have the little driver's spot. Yeah, no, the smaller figures. Is, oh yeah, uh, it's everyone, and in and then also the the smaller uh, vehicle figures that come with the, the, just the heads. Awesome. All right. So, any other bits and bobs? Um. Oh, right. There's a Galvatron too. I almost forgot about the Galvatron. I noticed. I thought that was a Galvatron gun sticking from under this person's arm in this picture. I guess he's a Titan Master too. Yeah, Galvatron was announced back in New York Comic Con. Oh, um, I just forgot. He was one of the first ones. Yeah, he was one of the first ones. He's Voyager class uh, Titan Master. His head turns into a G1 Megatron-looking robot. Uh, I do remember seeing why did, why that. Why did I forget that? That sounds adorable. And, um, yeah, and he has a hidden vehicle mode, I believe. They, like, he turns into the cannon, and then he also has, like, a spaceship kind of mode, um, which I think is probably for some sort of um, redeco, purpose, uh, redeco purposes down the line. So as far as the fiction for these guys go, is it is it like... Uh... The Japanese headmasters, where the little dude is is the robot, and then the big body is just a body. No, um, I, I I don't know because we haven't seen any of the fictions. But the way they were saying it is the the little robot controls a bigger robot, but they keep tying the names to old stuff. So I don't know. They said that IDW kind of they've told IDW what they were going to do, and I you know kind of they don't really give them too much direction as to what to do. Right. Um, but they try to drop hints like, hey, we're coming out with this figure. Let's get them in somewhere or something along those lines. <laughs> and um, so I don't know how the official fiction is going to play out for this um, as far as IDW goes. And since there's no nothing else really, I couldn't I couldn't tell you. I did post the, the um, card back to Blur. I haven't read it yet. Um, oh. I don't know if that will give you any insight into the figure as well. Uh, uh, yeah, I didn't Blur. see that one yet. 
I, I, I reached a point with any anytime there's news, anytime during Toy Fair, there's always a point where you just sort of have to accept that you're not going to be able to keep up with Twitter and <laughs> <laughs> just wait for the pictures to go up. So what were you saying, Alex? Uh, I seem to be thinking, and maybe I'm just hallucinating this, the verbiage for the actual Titan Masters, the guys who turn into the heads, is that they unlock the power of the other robots. So maybe it's going to be more in tune with what's already kind of IDW canon for Headmasters, where they aren't the robot, but they are kind of necessary for the robot to be at max power. Well, but just to um, to read off of Blur's, I think Blur's uh, two-line text back should probably give you uh, an idea of what's going on here. And it's funny, because his figure is named Hyperfire on the package, but called Haywire in the blurb. Uh, <laughs> and it's uh, the Autobots unite with Titan Master partners to power up for battle. Haywire boosts the speed of Blur even further. Some bots say even fast enough to outrun Blaster Fire. Huh. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds like a very, you know, rebirth sort of uh, use for them. It's interesting. Curious, is there any indication of uh, what the uh, Titan Masters, Deluxes, and Voyagers would look like if they didn't actually have the Titan Master partner on their head? Like, do they have any oh, no, I lost my thing compensation built in. No, no, they're they are headless figures. The I lost my head compensation is go out and buy one of the $5 single heads. Well, at least they're... Oh, fair enough. I mean, that's better than G1, where you yeah. were just SOL unless you were in Japan and could buy one of those tiny little individual boxed heads. Yeah, we kind of so got that right yeah. Although, no, no, they all turn into robots so far, not into little animals. That That's something that would be... Well, and they're, they're carded. The the most adorable thing with the, the Japanese G1 ones was that they were in actual little boxes. All right, Boxed anything else? Head sounds like something that out of context would get you on a watch list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. So actually, I have to wrap it up. So uh, I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna pull myself off the interview. <laughs> All right. We seem to be right, well, a natural conclusion anyway. Thank you. That's cool. So, thank you very much for talking to us, Ant. No problem, guys. Anytime. And I'm I'm actually really looking forward to the Stasis Pod on Crossing the Rubicon. Ah, oh, <laughs> be a good one. Uh, Before you I, go, do you want to now best fight scene in the series? Yes. <laughs> what was that, Alex? Now, Amp, before you go, do you want to uh, plug TFU.info or anything or mm-hmm. give a self-description so we can edit that into an introduction sequence? Uh, I, no, I mean, you guys can. It's, you know, it's TFU.info. It's the world's oldest transforming toy archive. Yes. Um, and it's uh, been around since 2002, and uh, we're still going, and hopefully we'll be uh, adding some more stuff soon. Uh, I would I would just, if you can point people to the photo help page, that would be a great help, because there's like 2,000 figures we do not have in the archive, and most of them are in the last 10 years. Great. All right. Sweet. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. Thanks again to uh, TFU.info's Ant for uh, coming on the show to talk about his experience at Toy Fair with us. And uh, I think that about wraps it up for this week, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, overabundance will, of toy news. Yes, we will have this this uh, this current week to look over all the pictures that come out of Toy Fair, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more to say about them next week uh, after we're after we've recovered from more than meets the eye number fifty. <laughs>
So until then, uh, this is Jen. And Alex. And David. Good night. something else I wanted to ask, but... <laughs> Too late. It, it's something that doesn't need to be on the show. I was just going to ask, how many hits do you get from Providence, Rhode Island IP addresses? <laughs> <laughs>